What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Get Rich Slow podcast. I'm your host, Atyan City CA. And if you'd like to join our free sports betting chat group on Discord with picks and strategies around the clock, DM me on Instagram for an invite. All right, guys, so we are here October 9th, Wednesday, October 9th. Let's start with some NBA. Last night, we had a great game with the Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. I and I was on Nuggets all day, and then at the very last second, I thought myself, put a little piece on um, the Trailblazers, and that was a giant, giant mistake. The Nuggets look deep as hell and should destroy some second teams with Michael Porter Jr., Jared Vanderbilt, and most importantly, Jeremy Grant, who could honestly be the difference maker for the Nuggets this year. They, they, they're they listed as uh, plus 1,200 to win the West, so that's... Um, twelve hundred for every dollar, every hundred dollars that you bet, you receive twelve hundred in profits. If they should win the West, if you were to bet it today, if you saw my video from a couple of months ago, right after basketball season ended, as soon as the uh, odds were released for the championship, I said that the Denver Nuggets are my best bet to win the West. Uh, that's not necessarily meaning that they're going to win or that I think they have the highest probability of winning, but that they are the best bet, meaning that their payout versus their chances of success are the best. There's a, the best ratio as far as that's concerned in the entire NBA. So I absolutely love that. And nothing I saw yesterday uh, w- swayed me at all from that. If anything else, I made it even stronger. Uh, Jeremy Grant was just an absolute beast and I ended up siding against them because Jokic wasn't going to be playing at all. Uh, That didn't seem to matter at all. Jeremy Grant with that second unit is going to be a beast and finally someone who can come in on the second line behind Jokic and uh, put put some stops on the board. Forget points, just put some stops and then you consider the fact that he's Uh, becoming a little bit of a sniper from outside from three-point range, has a pretty solid three-point percentage, Um, can run the floor, but yeah, defensively, he is just an absolute beast. And uh, pairing him with Michael Porter Jr., uh, Jared Vanderbilt, and the rest of the second unit there, I think the Nuggets have what it takes to go deep, deep, deep. And I don't think they'll be using rest as much as some of the other teams. That's why I think they have a pretty good shot to eclipse Uh, The Lakers and Clippers even, I think those two teams will be resting more. And honestly, neither is as deep as the Nuggets. Uh, The Clippers are are, are pretty solid. Uh, The Lakers are not deep at all. Um, Well, I wouldn't say not at all, but the Lakers are very uh, first line heavy. uh, And the Clippers have a little bit more room, but the Nuggets are deep, deep, deep. Their second line could start for, for the bottom third of teams almost here. So I really like them. They look great. I made a horrible pick yesterday going with Portland, but it's preseason. Uh, kind of outthought myself with minutes and everything else, but they looked great. As far as tonight, it features the game of the preseason with the new look Jazz taking on the MVP and his Bucks. I think Utah, I was in, initially thinking that Utah will look to make a state statement game here after they rested almost all their starters in the first preseason game. Um, so I thought this could be for this could make for a really interesting first half and maybe even into the third quarter as well. But um, now that I see the injury report or, or the line report, who's the starting line and who's going to be in and out, my instinct says to take the Bucks here since uh, Exum, Gobert, Ingles, and Moutier are all already listed as out. 
And um, we also have uh, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell as game time decisions. I think those two will probably play. But if Milwaukee starts their full line after having rested most of them in the first game, um, then you're going to have Jeff Green and Ed Davis as the front court for Utah. And that's just absolutely going to get dominated by Giannis and Brooke Lopez. And then uh, Bogdanovich could be a good pickup if you're playing some DFS. But against Milwaukee, nobody's really a great, nobody's really set up for, for a great night when you're playing the Bucks. And same goes the other way, to be honest with Utah. These are two of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, but Utah is missing a lot of people. And so if Milwaukee actually plays everyone, which they didn't last game, they didn't play uh, uh, Giannis at the very least. Uh, they didn't play Bledsoe. I uh, can't remember if Middleton played last game, but uh, nevertheless, Bledsoe and Giannis were out. Uh, everybody was out for Utah, so we'll see now. If they get a run, if Milwaukee gets a run, then I do see them. The line is minus four and a half right now. Um, I think taking a little flyer is, on there is fine if you're just looking for the sweat. But these are preseason. The minutes are all over the place, so uh, tread carefully and don't bet, obviously, what you can't afford to lose, uh, particularly, particularly in this one. But um, either way, I can't fucking wait for this one. I'm excited as heck, and I hope we got at least a half of one-on-one uh, -on -one front line versus front line or starting line versus starting line action, at the very least, those who are playing. Next, we also have, speaking of exciting game tonight, tonight, New York fans, or sorry, Dallas fans, <laughs> not New York fans for sure. Uh, tonight marks the return of Przingis and the unveiling of his much-anticipated partnership with Luka uh, both are listed as um, probable, I believe, the latest update on that. Let me just... Uh, Luca is a game time. Przingis is already uh, listed as in. He's going to be paired with uh, Maxi Kleb Kleber. I feel like that's not pronounced that way. Kebler. Kebler. Silent L. Uh, Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, and I assume Luca. I don't think they're going to throw Perzingis in there without Luca. Some Luca support. They're going against Detroit, who's going to be running with Jackson, uh, Bruce Brown, Tony Snell, Blake Griffin, Andrew Drummond. Blake only played like 18 minutes last game, so he might be on a reduced schedule, which would make sense during the preseason with all his injuries and his old man body. Um, Drummond should absolutely dominate here, uh, unless. Porzingis can do something, but I don't see that happening, especially with Blake on the floor. Uh, that's who Porzingis will be uh, shadowing a little bit. So I don't think Maxi has, you know, is going to be able to do anything against Drummond. So Drummond should eat here. But apart from that, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, they're going to be going against Derrick Rose and the Pistons. I'd love to go with the fresher Maverick, Maverick legs since they didn't play much in the last game, especially the, the two big guys didn't play. Um, and join the unicorn hype train, but it's another game. I feel like I should stay disciplined and wait to see the full first unit in action first. So I'll likely just be an observer with maybe like a quarter unit bet just for the sweat. Uh, probably just take the recreational side in Dallas here ju just to have something to cheer for, but definitely not a bet I'm looking to make as far as uh, long-term profitability. So that is the NBA for today. There's also a bunch of other games, but I thought those were the most important. And for preseason, there's less to talk about. Miami's playing on a back-to-back -back against Charlotte. Um, Bam Adebayo uh, making still a very good... Uh, oh, I'm just seeing some updates here. Uh, Butler and Dragic are both out for the Heat, so that's going to uh, affect it. We have Kendrick Nunn starting in point guard. Deion Waiters is playing. Uh, Robinson, Leonard, and Adebayo. That's a, a pretty... 
Uh, weird little setup, weird little lineup they have there. But Tyler Hero, who went off last night, I think he has a chance to do that again if they don't keep him out. Uh, going against Charlotte, who's just like, their lineup is just so ugly. They got Terry Rozier, Dwayne Bacon, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Batum, Bridges, and Zeller. Uh, just awful. I'm not, not interested in any piece of that. We also have Orlando against Atlanta. This should be a fun matchup. Uh, Fournier's out. Wesley Wandu's out. Terrence Ross is a game-time decision. Uh, on the other side, John Collins is a game-time decision. Uh, don't have too much to say about that. Uh, Orlando offers some good DFS value. Then we have New Orleans and Chicago. Chicago is without uh, Archie. They're without probably Wendell Carter, without Shaq Harrison, without Hutchinson. So they're starting Sadoransky. Never a good thing. Uh, New Orleans should have a little bit of a way with them here as long as everybody plays. I believe they play a few extra minutes because they want to give them a run together. Those five, Lonzo, Drew Holidays, Ingram, uh, Zion, and Derek Favors. So I think uh, New Orleans has an edge there, especially if they get to play an extra little run compared to most teams. So I do like that as well, but not enough really to bet unless I'm just punting for the sweat. All right, moving on from there to what everybody's waiting to hear about. NFL action is coming up. We have tomorrow uh, the Giants against the Patriots. If you listened to the podcast yesterday, you know I'm all about New England here. We caught it at minus 13 and a half. Great, great. Is that right? Was that last week? No, that's this week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, minus 13 and a half. A great, great line that I'm thrilled about. Uh, even if you have to take it at the current minus 16 and a half, I still feel like that's a good bet. Uh, the Giants have nobody playing. Uh, I'd honestly just said Daniel Jones if I was the coach. Like I said yesterday, fake an injury. Uh, save him the heartache. Uh, save him the, the physical pain that he's going to experience here going against the number one or number two ranked defense in the league. Uh, so for Thursday, this is not even close for me. Uh, you know, if anything weird happens, you just you just take your lumps where you get them, as I always say. But this looks like a clear clear cut New England play. And if you want to tease, it doesn't fall into the tease parameters that I've discussed before for optimal tease situations. Uh, but knocking off six and a half points here makes it New England minus ten. That seems like a perfect kind of spot. Um, if you're looking to stray outside proper uh, teaser strategy, which says to tease uh, home teams that are between seven and a half and nine point favorites and uh, underdogs between one and two and a half point underdogs. Clearly that doesn't fall in this, uh, doesn't fall under the parameters for this matchup, but still teasing the 16 and a half down to minus 10 seems like a good spot. And then you can find another team to pair it with on Sunday. So uh, that is that as far as Thursday night game. As far as Sundays, there's a couple of spots I really like. So Cam is out at least one more week. I like the Panthers playing overseas against the Bucks. Jameis only has success playing the deep ball. Uh, when he cannot chuck it deep and does not have any success chucking it deep, then he just doesn't have success. Uh, makes a lot of picks. And Carolina's defense has been uh has very much overperformed versus their preseason expectations. The Panthers have the third best opponent's yards per pass mark. So that's the key one against Jameis is that they're not letting quarterbacks throw it deep. Uh, and that is how Jameis plays. So uh, third best opponent's yards per pass mark in the league. They're operating at full power with McCaffrey being on a whole nother level. Should be able to to uh, take advantage of this Bucks 
front seven a little bit. We caught this one right at open because I saw this this coming. I saw this whole situation uh, uh, playing itself out here over the week. We caught it at plus 1.5 on Discord, which if you don't have, uh, if you're not with us, DM me on Instagram at YanCityCA and I'll send you an in invite. It's absolutely free. We do all our picks, all our bets, uh, all our sweats on there. Caught it at plus 1.5 for the Panthers on Discord. And now the line is between minus two. Yeah, it looks like minus two across the board. Uh, there was some minus two and a half earlier. Yeah, some of the Vegas casinos. I guess the Vegas casinos still have it at minus two and a half. But uh, online, all the books have it at minus two. But even at minus two, I like it. But having it at plus 1.5 seems we beat the Sharps to the punch this time, fortunately. Uh, but I do love it. Re uh, or I'd say I love it at plus 1.5 and I still like it at minus two. I think there's a really good spot there for Carolina. Uh, playing in England, uh, minus two against the Bucks. As long as they can contain Jameis and not allow those deep bombs, and I think we are on. Uh, I, I think that I think the the uh, sorry the Panthers are in a really really great spot here to come out four and zero oh without Cam. And I don't know what that I don't know what that means for Cam. Uh, I don't know what we're what the, their plan with him is going to be if they're four and zero without him. I think you just have to keep riding the high the hot streak. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Maybe continue uh, playing up the injury that, that he's not ready to return until they have a good spot to insert him. But if if they put him back in next week and then uh, Carolina doesn't do well, uh, the, you know, there's going to be somehow. Uh, we're going to have a, a quarterback controversy, which seems ridiculous when you're talking about Cam Newton. Uh, he's clearly on paper the best bet for that team, but maybe not necessarily this season with the shoulder injury and how they've been playing. Moving on, we have big news out of the 49ers camp. Uh, their um, fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, is out four to six weeks. And that is a much bigger deal for the 49ers than it is for most other teams. So use your fullback. Um, if you looked at the game against the Browns, you saw that they just did not perform as well once he was out. This is a huge, huge hit to the 49ers game. And it's to their running game, excuse me. And it sets up really perfectly for a sell high on the road against a Rams team that people are a little bit lower on than they should be after we saw that uh, loss in Seattle on prime time. And then we saw the Niners huge victory against the Browns also on prime time. So I think that's going to sway public perception way, way in favor of the Niners. Uh, people are a, a little bit low uh, as they should have been last week, at least um, uh, on the Rams on the road. Uh, where uh, their QB plays much, much worse. But now they're going to be at home. And I think the public perception is a bit too high on the Niners, especially without Kyle now in there. So I think this situation sets up perfectly for one of my premier strategies when it comes to sports betting or day trading or anything like that is uh, sell high, buy low. 49ers coming off that win on the road now. Huge, huge opportunity to sell high on them and to buy quote-unquote low. I don't think Rams are ever going to be super low on anybody's radar, but they are maybe a, a step or two lower than they should be or where they would have been a few weeks ago. And so I think this sets up a perfect situation for there. So uh, I like that. So uh, what have we covered? I like uh, New England on Thursday. I like Carolina on Sunday. Uh, I like um, the Rams 
also on Sunday, I believe. They're not the Mon... Yeah, off Sunday afternoon. Uh, this time we have four games as opposed to two, so that's a little better, but still I wish it was a, a little bit more. Uh, Green Bay still... Oh, that's what I said. I said I would talk about this weird, weird line move. So Green Bay opened... Uh, this is for the Monday night game against Detroit. Green Bay opened as minus uh, four and a half point favorite. After their big win against Dallas, that instantly jumped to, to minus six. And then it got hammered right back down to uh, as far as it looks like some books still have it at Green Bay minus four. So even exceeded that opening opening line. So that means a ton of money came in on Detroit here. Excuse me, on the Lions starting at plus six. Uh, so they built a wall there. Uh, the Sharps built a wall between plus four and plus four and a half to plus six, I would say. Uh, they built a wall there. They are defending that. It looks like that's what the Sharps like. I don't necessarily understand it so much. I was big, big on Green Bay. It would have been one of my plays of the week here. Now I'm questioning a bit uh, it a little bit. Uh, Detroit has had some money come in on them before when they didn't cover um, in Kansas City, I believe, that game. Uh, the Sharps seem to be higher on Detroit than most other people are. Um, I, I don't know if I'm buying it just yet, but it has given me pause and will like me, likely lead to me uh, downgrading Green Bay from, from uh, what, did I, what did I say it as on Instagram, from a top play. Uh, oh, sorry, from a tier one. That's how I, I labeled it. It's probably going to make me uh, downgrade them from a tier one kind of lock of the week, as some of the uh, horrible touts on, on Twitter would say, uh, to more of a tier two now with this kind of line movement that it's just a, a little bit too confusing for me. And it was so aggressive and in such a weird spot coming off the Dallas uh, resounding win for Green Bay that um, it just put giving me a little pause. There's not, not really any other way for me to say it. Um, but we'll have to see kind of as the week unfolds. I may upgrade that um, a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, so recapping. Uh, Bucks minus four and a half tonight. If you want a little shot, maybe half unit, quarter unit. New Orleans minus five. Chicago's doing pretty well, but they have some injuries. So I don't know if I'd love that so much. Um, Miami's plus four, even though they're missing a couple key guys and they're playing back-to-back. -back. Hornets are terrible, so I don't know if you want to take a shot there. Maybe Dallas Mavericks are minus two and a half against the Pistons. That's not bad. I just worry about how they're going to perform in the center position. And also the second line, which is way bigger in preseason, uh, is an issue always uh, for Dallas. So I don't know that I'd love either of those sides there. Orlando Magic minus two on the road in Atlanta. That seems pretty good as well. Orlando's is pretty tough. Uh, they're pretty solid all the way through. They got a lot of size. That's what they focused on this year is adding a ton of size. They got a size they got size at every position. Mo Bamba, uh, I will say that as far as DFS, if you're looking for DFS, I believe he's still at like minimum salary, 3,700. You got to play Mo Bamba at center. Um, Gordon at 7K is okay. Uh, Wood for Detroit, their backup. Uh, Wood, uh, I think, is a good spot with um, Blake probably not playing too much. Luca watched whether he's playing or not, but if he is, I think that's probably fine. I don't have any Przingis. I have some Zion, a bunch of Zion. I have Isaac on Orlando. I have Tyler Hero for the back-to-back -back games. Um, some Lonzo, a little bit of Rose, who's minimum salary. There's another one, Detroit minimum salary, Derek Rose. 
think you have to play that there and Mo Bamba. I'd say those are probably my two favorite plays of the day. Uh, we'll see how much minutes they each get, but Bamba and Rose at essentially minimum salary. I don't know how you could go wrong there. You only need to 5-6x that. That's only about 20 points, so uh, seems like a good spot there. As far as NBA and NFL, we said uh, I like the Panthers. I like the 49ers, or sorry, the the, the Rams. Uh, I like the Patriots. Oh, and one last thing. This isn't so much for today, but for next week, the Colts uh, linebacker Darius Leonard is back. Should be a really big lift for a defense that's thin on healthy bodies. And with a, a bye week this week, they'll have an extra week to integrate him back into the fold in preparation for a huge, huge matchup against the Texans next Sunday. So I think there I'll likely have some action on the Colts, depending on the opening line, which actually I think it just opened right before I, I, I went on here. I saw that it did, the look-ahead lines that you can actually bet on did open um, on bet online, and the Colts are minus 2.5. That seems like a pretty fair spot, and to try and avoid the minus 3, I'll probably lock that in um, after I get off this call here. But tune in on Discord for all the next weeks, and maybe to on tomorrow's, for anybody who's interested in getting the best line possible, which we've been able to do a bunch of times this week by betting super early before the weekend games for the week after that um tune in on discord and also check in on the podcast tomorrow i'll likely have a little rundown of my first initial thoughts on all the lines there that's it guys cheers have the best have the best day ever out there and make sure to bet safe if you're playing take care everybody see you next time